Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 310, and thank you so much for joining us. We are happy to be back. We apologize for missing Monday's episode, but with that, I have a public service announcement. And it's a good one. Well, wait a minute. I don't know if you know this public service announcement I'm about to make. Oh. Well, we'll start with the one that you know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last month, the month of August, was our best month ever for the podcast. And honestly, we are so blown away. Like Brendan said, we are so thankful just to know that anyone listens to us at all just always astounds us. So whether you're listening to your very first episode today or your 20th or your 200th, we thank you just for being here because it means a lot to us. It does. It's just heartwarming and we get to have a lot of conversations with you guys. You have, you know, we spur conversations and we get to talk about these things that we love so much and that we're passionate about. And we are just so happy that you are here. Let's do it again in September. Let's do it. The other PSA that going along with missing on Monday's episode was call your family members, go see your family members. <laughs> we missed Monday because we were actually in Pennsylvania seeing Catherine's grandparents, which we hadn't seen in four years. Is that right? Um, it ooh, Three or four, depending on the grandparent, you know, it's hard to get them over here to us anymore, whether it's Tennessee or Florida, they don't really travel. So it had been a painfully long time. We were finally able to get together with my sister to plan a date and take off the day to visit them. And like Brendan said, if you take anything from today, call your grandparents because they miss you. They do. It was just, it was good for the heart. It was good to Get up there. We almost canceled with everything going on with the country and traveling and everything else. We almost canceled, but I'm glad that we went. We stayed safe and it was much needed. It was. So if you missed a couple of episodes ago, I believe it was two episodes ago, we tried out this new format where only one of us researched beforehand. So a couple of episodes ago, I talked about... Disney and aviation, mainly talking about this was spurred from a plane that they found on Walt Disney World property. Not found, but uh, an update was made to this plane and kind of spurred this conversation. And so today is the flip side of this, and Catherine has prepared a topic for us. I'm going into this completely blind. And I'm like a little nervous. I feel like a kid on the first day of school or something. Like an icebreaker question? Yeah, since this is just a new format. And now I feel like I'm almost in the hot seat. You know, Brendan just gets to not sit back because obviously he's going to contribute. But like I'm presenting this information and I want to do a good job. Well, I think you'll do a great job. 
If you mess up any facts, we'll just, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Well, I'll care, but just know uh, this is new, but I'm excited. So what is our topic that we are discussing today? Our topic today is the Fab Five. The Fab Five, that's, that's a big topic. Well, so it started smaller and then like everything else, it kind of snowballed into what it is. I was basically, you know, Brendan said, okay, t- today's your day. We're going to go with your topic, whatever you want to talk about. And you want to know the first thing that came to my mind? What was it? Donald Duck. Well, you are. Donald is always on your mind. He, I'm his number one fan. It's coming up to like our one year fan anniversary. <laughs> Would you like to share with our listeners the exact moment that you fell in love with Donald Duck? Uh, yeah. Okay. I believe it was Christmas time. And like they do now, the characters were standing on top of the train station. They were in their cute little Christmas outfits. We were leaving the park and we decided to stop and just take a look at everybody. And there was a guy in the crowd just shouting, Donald, you're number one. Donald's number one. And of course, Donald being the dramatic duck that he is, ate this up. I mean, he was absolutely going crazy. He was waving, he was dancing, he was pointing. And there was just this little wave that he did where he was just trying to see all of his fans. And it was, I think, the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And we have two corgis, so that says a lot. (laughs) So Donald was cuter than the corgis. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it was pretty stinking cute. It's implanted in my brain forever but ever since then we've kind of lived by the motto that anytime you see donald you have to go interact with him and you have to let him know that he's number one it's almost now i think you're jaded because you are fully invested in donald i'm still kind of searching for who my number one is (laughs) however i feel like it's like donald and chip and dale anytime you see any of them you got to go talk to them because they're hilarious they're going to give you a great interaction They're going to dance. They're going to be silly. They're just, and Goofy is up there too. Well, and I was going to say, I have to shout her out now because she's technically not part of the Fab Five, but Daisy. She's fabulous. She's fabulous. She's also one that's always a really good time. She makes it easy to interact with her. Just tell her she looks good. Yeah, just compliment her. And she's going to give you a whole show just like that. You know, a little aside, I think us moving down here, that's something that has improved greatly are our character interactions. Now, face characters still scare me. I get way too intimidated and I don't know what to say. And so a lot of times I just say hi and then I leave. But with the, what do you call them? Like the full characters? The mascot characters? Yeah, the not face characters. I think we've greatly improved. We got some go-to lines that we can do and have fun. But ultimately, this is where I started to spiral. So I was thinking about my main man, Don, and then it just turned into, well, A, can I do a whole episode about Donald Duck? I probably could. But I just thought in preparation for the 50th anniversary, we are officially one month away, which is super exciting. Kind of terrifying, too. A little terrifying because so much stuff is going to unfold But I was thinking about the statues that they're putting everywhere. And obviously, each member of the Fab Five is going to get one. And I just thought, how cool would it be to maybe know a little something extra about them? 
Speaking of those statues, did you see who they announced today? I have not, no. Rocket and Groot. Okay. Now, this is where we're getting a little hairy. Like, I thought it was supposed to be the 50 like best Disney characters of all time. I don't know if that's what they're going for anymore, because I don't think you could argue that Rocket and Groot are part of the 50 best characters. But they're influential, and it was kind of... The announcement was made by the Imagineer Zach Ridley on his Instagram, and it was basically going hand-in-hand with saying, we are reaching the final phase of building Cosmic Rewind. And so they're getting their statues in that area. Hey, now, that's something to celebrate. So just help me refresh. Who's part of the Fab Five? We got Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. Precisely. So Daisy's on the outside looking in. Chip and Dale are on the outside looking in. And I want to say that when they do include Daisy, I think it's like the Spectacular Six. I might have just made that up. It's obviously something six. I'm going to go with Spectacular for today, but I could be making that up. It's probably an S word, though, is what you're saying? It's definitely an S word. So Perfect. Can you think of a better S word? Stupendous? Yeah, I was going to say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious (laughs) six. But really, the biggest thing that I noticed as I was researching all of these people that we love so much is that there have been a lot of changes. So the Mickey, the Minnie, the Pluto, Donald, Goofy, that we all know and love today, that was not necessarily always the case. And that's what I found to be pretty cool. Are you saying like their appearance, their personalities, all of the above? All of the above, their names, some of their background stories, you know, pets, origin stories, just a lot of different things have changed. I know this comp- this question is going to come up from a listener. Were you able to determine, is Goofy a dog or a cow? Oh, gosh. Well, way to just throw that one out there. From what I could tell, he is definitely a mix between like a human and a dog. Now, I do think that the argument could be made for a cow also because of his association. Well, I guess he doesn't even date Clarabelle. No, Clarabelle is with Horace. Exactly. So I'm going to stick with the ever popular theory of dog. That's the correct answer in my mind. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with too. Okay. But let's start with the main man himself. Now, This is the one where I didn't go into as much detail because I feel like for the most part, we do know a lot about Mickey Mouse. I feel like his fellow Fab Five members are a little more interesting. Is that bad to say? Maybe less explored is a a good way of putting it. But we did mention, you mentioned your aviation episode. He was introduced to us in the animated short Plane Crazy. But really, Mickey's story starts even before... Then, you may know Mickey's original name was... Mortimer. Mortimer. And this is where we get to see some of Lillian's personality and even her influence on Walt and the Disney company. But she said to him, I don't like that name. And he changed it to Mickey. Now, the spin that I took on it is I thought, well, whatever happened to Mortimer? Like, Did it just fall off the face of the earth? Did anything ever happen with Mortimer? And the answer is yes, there is actually a Mortimer Mouse. He is Mickey's rival, his nemesis. Rival? 
Yes. Can you believe that Mickey Mouse has a rival? I thought it was just Stinky Pete. No, but Stinky Pete or Pete, that's like Goofy's. Yeah. Or someone who doesn't like Goofy. Who could ever not like Mickey Mouse? Mean people. Mortimer. Mortimer sounds like a name for someone to not like Mickey Mouse. Mortimer was actually introduced in the 1936 short Mickey's Rival. The title kind of gives away right away what it's about, where we had Mr. Slicker was the character. And but Mortimer appeared before that in what, like comic strips or what yes. was he in before? Well, before the inspiration came from different comic strips with Mr. Slicker. And then we got Mortimer from that. Okay. And basically he is the exact opposite of Mickey. So think about all these good quality, quality things that we know about Mickey and Mortimer is the opposite. So I would imagine, I've never seen the short, but he is probably kind of grumpy and not cheery. You know, Mickey has like the cute little high-pitched voice. Mortimer probably doesn't have any of those things. Probably. I mean, I feel like Mickey's very optimistic, so I guess maybe he's very pessimistic. Yes. But really, what would make Mickey more unhappy than someone trying to steal his girl? He's very... Him and Minnie go back a long way. There are definitely an item. So Mortimer was trying to steal Minnie Mouse, and that is probably what put Mickey over the edge. Was Minnie falling for it at all or no? I would have to think that she wouldn't. I mean, she's probably very polite, so I'd have to imagine maybe she appeased him. But how could you stray away from Mickey Mouse? And Maybe if Donald tried to woo you, that would be the only way. He's kind of a hothead. Hmm. He is. I guess Daisy's her best friend. So Something that I found that was interesting, and I don't know how true this is. I read somewhere that Mortimer was also said to be Minnie's uncle. Okay, now this is weird. Exactly. I'm just, I just had to throw that out there because if we're talking about fun facts and interesting things that I read, I don't know. That's what someone believed out Maybe there. Maybe it was like different for each story. Like Mortimer just kind of took the shape of Mickey's rival, but he didn't have a set in stone like canon backstory. Which is possible. But ultimately, that's what we need to know about Mickey for today. He okay. has a rival out there. Okay. Now for Minnie. Minnie was introduced at the same time that Mickey was. So again, in plain crazy. And she had a similar look, but it hasn't always been the red bow with the polka dots and the red and the pink. She always had a skirt and she always had her long eyelashes. But she used to wear that hat and the flowers. Which I will say... Now, like I, so when I did my episode on aviation, I watched Plane Crazy. I noticed that she had the flower, and I thought she didn't have that for a long time. She kind of sported the bow and the polka dots, but especially in a lot of that new animation, and especially in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, she has the flower again, which I I like as a nice little callback to her original. Obviously, she can't have the pink and the red in black and white. Exactly. Keep that thought, though, with the throwbacks, because we're going to see a lot of those. And like you said, I do think it's a nice touch. But she got her hat and her flower in her second short, which was titled Gallopin' Gaucho. 
And Oh, so she didn't have it in plain crazy? I made that up. Well, she had her skirt and her long eyelashes. Okay. But, but I don't necessarily know if she had a hat and a bow. I flower. mean a hat and a flower. Yeah. Definitely not the bow. Okay. But then also we saw her wearing a lot of blues and blacks and even white in a lot of those shorts just from the very beginning. So once we started getting into color. And again, we see that color palette, especially with a lot of the new ears that they have right now, where they do have the hat and the flower. You probably don't pay much attention to ears. I sure don't. But you do see the hints of the blue with the red, and it's not her typical color palette. So we are seeing like a retro mini. Nostalgia is in. Oh, it is. So it wasn't really until 1986 when she was given the bow. That's quite some time. Oh, yeah. It's a long time period before she got it. I mean, that. so that would be plain crazy. I didn't write it down. Do you remember what year that was? It's in the 30s, I think. No, it's in the 20s, I think. In the 20s, so 86, 50, 60 years, we'll say. And well past Walt, obviously. Mm-hmm. 20 years past Walt. So he never knew a mini with a bow. Mm. That's weird to think about. That is weird. I think he would support it, though. Maybe. <laughs> he may hate polka dots. We don't, I mean, bows. We don't know. We don't know. Another fun fact that I found about Minnie. Do you know that's not her full name? Minerva? Oh, dang. Yeah. So she, she was originally introduced as Minnie, and then it came out later that her real name was Minerva. Does she have a middle name? No, I believe it's just Minerva Mouse is her full name. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving right along. I mean, I knew that, but oh, I think well. it's still cool. Minnie had seven voice actors, and that might sound like a lot, but if we compare it to Mickey and the number of voice actors that he's had, it's been about 14. Now, I don't know how up-to-date these are with, like, the new um, the new series and stuff. I don't know if that would tack on someone new. But something that's cool is that Minnie and Mickey are not engaged. They're not married. For whatever reason, Walt always believed that they were, like, in their personal life. But they don't have an episode about them getting married. None of that. Like, I remember when we got engaged they made that a big deal when we got to meet them together. You know, Minnie was like pointing at it and she was real animated. And of course, Mickey was looking at you like, why did you bring this up in front of my girl? Now she's going to expect this. But when we look at the voice actors, now this is painfully cute. The voice actors that did Mickey and Minnie actually got married. So Minnie's voice actress, Russie, Taylor married Mickey's voice actor, Wayne Alwyn, and he voiced Mickey for 32 years. They were married all the way up until Wayne died. Oh, I thought you were about to say they got divorced, and I was like, oh, gosh. No, No. this was true love. That's pretty cute. I thought that was cute. Do you think, I? well, I don't know if I want to know. Do you think they talked as Mickey and Minnie like in their personal lives ever? Uh, maybe if they were like rehearsing for lines coming up, I don't know. I'm sure you have to keep your voice 
healthy. I've never been a voice actress, so I don't know. Hmm. But maybe, maybe they would like call kids in like hospitals or something. That would be cute. Well, yeah, I mean that's easy if they're if they're traveling together. You can always get Mickey and Minnie. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Last fact that I have about Minnie: she's a pet lover. She's had a few pets over the years, including so Fifi the Peaky. What? The dog's name is Fifi, but they always say Fifi the Peaky. I don't know if that's short for like Pekingese, P-E-K-E. Okay, yeah, probably. I I was thinking like a peacock and when you said that. Oh, gosh. No, that's alarming. It was a dog of some sort, Fifi the Peaky. And then recently, Minnie's cat. We've actually had this question, this conversation before. This is what we talk about in our house. It is Figaro. The cat from Pinocchio. And it's confirmed. It's the same black cat. Like, she didn't just name it Figaro because she watched Pinocchio. I don't believe so. And the reason why, from what I found, Figaro was Walt Disney's favorite character in Pinocchio. And he wanted to use this character more. So as a way to use the character that he loved more... He made Figaro Minnie's pet. And then Figaro replaced Fifi in Minnie's cartoons. And we even see it today, you know, even in like toys and stuff that you can buy in the Disney store. It always has Figaro. Man, who knew Figaro was such a, you know, pivotal character to Disney history? I mean, he's cute. Yeah, I mean, we when we got our cat and we didn't know what... Her gender was, we almost named her Figaro before we figured out she was a girl. I was going to say, I think Minnie was Figaro for a couple days. Yeah. So our cat's name is Minnie. That's where now this gets confusing. Oh, yes. Cat's name is Minnie. When we got her, she was just a barn cat, a stray. A black barn cat. And she did not let us get close enough so that we could gender identify her. So we took her to the vet and they said, this is a girl cat. <laughs> and so she got the name Minnie. But yeah, I I think you're right. For a couple of days, we called her like Minnie slash Figaro while we were trying to figure out what she was. And she just hissed at us and didn't want us to come near her. Yeah. Or we just called her cat. Hey, cat. Come yeah. Cat. Please don't bite me, cat. <laughs> I bring food. So speaking of pets, we have to get into Pluto. So Pluto was originally introduced as Rover. And if How ta- original. And if we're talking about pets, he actually wasn't Mickey's dog. He was Minnie's dog. No. He was Minnie's dog, yep. So if we're adding to Minnie's pet list, Minnie had Pluto, Fifi, and now Figaro. She's an animal lover. And she just gave him up, gave him to Mickey? Well, so I don't think it was her giving him up. So Rover's first appearance was in the chain gang, which is a super weird name for a Mickey cartoon, but that aired in 1930. And the plot was actually that Mickey was in jail and he escapes. And just like this makes me think of the country song with old red. Oh, the Blake Shelton song. Yeah. And they send out the bloodhounds to go find Mickey and Rover is one of the bloodhounds that gets sent out. So that's kind of Pluto slash Rover's 
intro. What was Mickey in jail for? I. We're gonna have to watch this short. It yeah. I don't know. Maybe they don't Did tell he kill us. Kill Mortimer. <gasps> no, Mickey would never. No teardrop tattoos for Mickey. <laughs> okay, so Rover slash Pluto was one of those dogs. You said who was hunting him down, and then Rover, does that mean he's a hound dog? Yeah, I think he's part hound dog, some kind of bloodhound, something. I mean, he has the ears and like the long snout. I've never thought about what breed of dog he is. Like his hair's not long enough to be a golden retriever. Mm-mm. I guess he maybe look a like l- a lab. He doesn't look like a lab. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess hound probably makes the most sense. The long snout. Mm-hmm. He likes to use it. He's always tracking things. So then he also appeared in the picnic in October 1930. And that's where we see him as Minnie's pet. And then he officially becomes Pluto in the short The Moose Hunt in May 1931. So it's a full year later that he gets brought back and introduced as the Pluto that we know today. I want to watch that picnic to see if Runaway Railway took any inspiration from it. I did see a few clips. I mean, it is. It's Mickey and Minnie. In a cute little car. The one that I saw or the picture that I saw was Pluto was like dragging behind. And I think maybe they had a picnic basket. I mean, it would make sense if it's called the picnic. So it's probably similar. I do think it's a little bit of a throwback. So he did go through that name change where he went from Rover to Pluto, which Pluto, I do agree that it's a better name. Rover is just too stereotypical. But they believe that Pluto got his name during the same kind of error era when <laughs> when Pluto was discovered as a new planet and there was a lot of buzz about it and it was really interesting and people found it fascinating so they thought why not just name Mickey's dog Pluto okay miss science teacher where do we stand currently on Pluto thanks for putting me on the spot i think In the textbooks, now textbooks are still pretty old. They're always outdated. I want to say that they do not count Pluto as a planet anymore still. So I remember they made that change. And I think they decided that it was too small to be considered an actual planet. But then they reversed it, I want to say. Yeah, I remember the reversal where there's like a big Pluto's back. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So... For, I mean, I think for nostalgic sake and what are they going to teach kids nowadays if it's not like the my mom bought nine pizzas? Do you remember that? Yeah, but you just butchered it. But well, yeah. what, okay, so what is it? My very eager mother. mother. Just, right? Yeah. <laughs> just made nine pizzas? Yeah, something? something like that. Something like that. But that's how they think that Pluto got his name. Okay. I can dig it. Now we have to circle back to Minnie. So she had Pluto. She had Fifi. Apparently, there was one cartoon where Pluto had a family. And it was called Pluto's Quinn Puplets. Very cute. In 1937. And 
Pluto and Fifi, mini second pet, were known as Mr. and Mrs. Pluto. And they were the parents of five puppies who got into lots of trouble. And you know what that made me think of? What? We watched the Chippendale shorts that are now on Disney Plus, And it must have been the first episode. There was five. I want to just go out there on a limb. I'm going to say it was five. Five puppies who were hungry. And Pluto was trying to feed them. Acorns of all things. Yeah, with the acorns that Chip and Dale stole. But if you look at the Pluto's Quinpuplets artwork and you compare it to those puppies, they're the same. It's the same puppies. So Pluto still has a family out there? He might still have a family out there. He was taking care of these puppies that looked homeless. But I think it's another one of those throwbacks. I think it's a nod to... The Pluto's quintuplets. Well, I will say, and I guess we've kind of alluded to it all throughout here, is that these this new animation style, I do like it. I mean, I think my issue is the same as most everybody else's issue is that Goofy looks like a, well, I mean, crackhead is what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> would you, what, what would you, what noun would you say? Oh, I mean, he looks terrible. He looks completely like filthy and deranged and I think he doesn't just, look like a happy goofy he looks like a dullard goofy yeah i think it's his eye i don't know why his eyes are yellow and everybody else's eyes are white <laughs> i think that's what my issue is but anyway what i was going to say is a lot of the plot lines that they do for these new animated shorts seem like they are they have a lot of hidden easter eggs and you know, nods to the past, nods to Walt Disney, nods to the parks even. So I do like that, even though I'm not, I like everybody else's animation style besides Goofy. So overall, I like the animation style and I like that they're, I like a lot of the stories that they're doing for them. I just think that it's really cool that we get to see these little nods and we wouldn't even realize it. And I don't think your average kid or person watching would notice it either unless you really do take a minute to look back at some of these old cartoons. And it's pretty cool. Are you ready for Donald? Let's do it. The man, the myth, the legend. So Donald Duck made his first appearance in The Wise Little Hen, which was actually a silly symphony cartoon. And this was a spinoff on the fairy tale, The Little Red Hen. So it was released in 1934. So that's when he made his big debut. And really what was going on here is the hen was looking for food and she went to Donald's house and another character named Peter Pig and they wouldn't help her. And then ultimately she ended up with a lot of food and they ended up with nothing. But we were introduced to Donald's kind of over the top, very dramatic, expressive personality. I'm I'm assuming Peter Pig didn't stick. After this? Uh, no, I I don't really know anything else about Mr. Pig. Bring back Peter Pig. <laughs> Maybe in one of these shorts. We'll have to go back through and watch him again and look for a Peter Pig. Okay. But it seems like Donald has been Donald for forever, at least since the 30s. So his personality, you're saying, has stayed consistent throughout? Mm-hmm. Hothead, over the top, like you said. 
Very he expressive. He is a very good friend. He is. So he has a lot of redeemable qualities. Obviously, I think he's the best. But what has really changed about him was his look. So the personality stayed the same. He even always kept his like his sailor uniform, like a sailor outfit in blue. But he used to look a lot more realistic, which is really weird. Like his bill was a lot skinnier and longer. And even like the shape of his head was really weird. So they ended up changing his look in the short Moving Day, which aired sometime after 1936. And even though he starred, well, I don't want to say he starred, even though he was featured in that film, he didn't get a starring role until after, which is why we probably don't often think of Donald looking, you know, in kind of the weird way that he did with the longer beak and the different face shape because his starring role came afterwards in 1937. And I thought that this one was particularly interesting because the short is named Don Donald and it's an eight minute cartoon and it follows his adventures in Mexico. Interesting. So he's had that connection to Mexico from the very beginning. So this is starting to give me some three caballeros vibes, which of course we love. And you know, he's doing all sorts of things. He's riding a burrow. He, which goes terrible. And he is also constantly trying to win over a certain lady, not Daisy. What? It's Donna Duck. I don't like her. Donna Duck, ladies and gentlemen. The other woman. Is the other woman who Donald originally fell for. Is Donna getting a Fat 50 statue? (laughs) (laughs) That would be hysterical. And a lot of people thought that Donna and Daisy were the same person. Like maybe Donna just got a new name. And then in another short, I should have written down which one it is. In another short later, it came out that there was a Donna versus a Daisy. Like they were two separate people because they appeared at the same time and were not one person. Interesting. Because a lot of these characters do change names. Like we just talked about Pluto being Rover and yeah, I guess just Rover, Mickey, Mortimer, Minnie is apparently Minerva. So a lot of people just thought, oh, well, Donna is the original Daisy. And that is not the case. Since Daisy on, came later. Since we're on the topic of names, do you know Donald's middle name? No. I only know this because I saw a TikTok on it recently. What is it? Fontelroy. F-A-U-N-T-L-E. R-O-Y. Fontelroy? Fontelroy? And the only reason we know this is because there was a short of Donald gets drafted. And so it's on the draft paper. His first name, middle name, last name, Fontelroy. How did they come up with that? I don't know. You know, you hear the Roy part and you think Roy Disney maybe, but why would Why wouldn't it just be Donald Roy? (laughs) I don't know. But it also, that made me think of Loki, where we saw Loki's last name. name. Oh, last name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I can't remember it, but I know it was on there. Laufison? Yeah, Loki Laufison. Laufison. How odd. 
That was actually a really popular cartoon. It kind of made people view him as a war hero since that came out during the World War II era. Is that where he gets a lot of these like naval and sailor, you know, nods like in his outfit and his hat and everything? Or is it just because he's a duck and he likes water? You mean like, is that why he's wearing the sailor outfit? Yeah. No, the sailor outfit would have been way before that. He started with that sailor outfit, even before he kind of became the Donald Duck. Interesting. So I'm not sure exactly why he was chosen to be kind of like the face for like the war hero, you know, for like the draft short that kind of highlighted that. But it did make him very popular at the time because of it. Well, good for Donald. Good for him. So a couple of fun facts because I could not leave my main man out. His birthday, March 13th, 1914, was actually a Friday the 13th. He's a spooky duck? He's a spooky duck. Wow. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And then something else, you might know this, being the sports fan, I did not know this, but Donald, when you look at Merchandise and apparel is the mascot of the University of Oregon's Fighting Ducks sports teams. I don't think that's true. You don't think so? No. Okay, well, let me share with you this. According to my research, I guess you can take it or leave it since Brendan feels strongly. But it says he got his gig thanks to an informal deal made in 1947 between the athletic director Leo Harris and Walt Disney himself. It was in 2010 that Disney and Oregon agreed that the duck appeared sidelines, wasn't Donald, and that freed him up to do other things. Oh, uh, so you're saying he's not Donald currently. Say that again. Okay. When you look at their apparel, merchandise and apparel, the duck that you see pictured there. I don't know if it is Donald or if it just resembles Donald, but there was some sort of deal between the sports director, the athletic director, and Walt Disney that it made sense somehow to be Donald. He's not the duck who is like the mascot on the sidelines. So if you go to an Oregon game, you're not going to see Donald out there. Okay. So here, I just Googled it on my phone, and it says that, Basically, it was based on Donald Duck at the very beginning, but then in 2010, they all made an agreement to disassociate Donald from the Oregon Ducks going forward. But yeah, I think it's safe to assume very early on it either it like it was based on Donald. And so you I guess you're saying to your original statement. Yes, and I guess yeah, they probably used him in merchandising. So. Learn something new. I mean, I knew that it resembled him, and he wears like a little sailor outfit too, mm-hmm. which I, I I don't know how many sailors there are in Eugene, Oregon, but. <laughs> I just think that's funny because we always think about if you were to say, what is a famous Disney sports franchise? It's the Mighty Ducks, you know, the hockey team. Yeah, well, it's interesting that Donald has that connection to the Mighty Ducks and to the Oregon Ducks. But is so. that Donald and the Mighty Ducks? I mean, or is it just a hockey-looking duck? Just a hockey-looking duck, but 
Again, I think because Disney owned them, Donald was used in a lot of the merchandise early on. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, because I think, didn't we have a picture with Donald, like, in California Adventure with the hockey team? Yeah. So He's everybody's go-to duck, apparently. I guess so. Last but not least, we have to talk about Goofy. So Goofy also started with a different name. He was introduced as Dippy Dog, D-A-W-G. I know I can get down with that. Was his actual name, Dippy Dog. We need more dogs. More dogs. That's a sports reference that you don't get, probably. Like the Georgia dogs? No, there was... Again, this is... (laughs) There was a... I can't even remember who the coach was now, but in a press conference, they were asking him, like, what can you do to win the next game? And the football coach goes... We need more dogs. <laughs> they went viral. What? <laughs> One of his players to play like D-A-W-Gs. Oh, my gosh. Well, this premiered in Mickey's Review on May 27th in 1932. It seems like all of these characters have very similar opening dates. Because I know I've talked about 1932 quite a bit already. And Dippy Dog, he was originally portrayed... Very differently than the Goofy that we know and love today. He was an older man. He had a beard. He had glasses. And he was made to look redneck and backwoods. Oh, gosh. Don't like that. Which you kind of see that come back now. I I was going to say, I was waiting for you to make the connection. Here we go in big blinking lights. If we're talking about highlighting some of the history of these Fab Five characters, this is it. Go back, look up Mickey's review, look up Dippy Dog, and you're going to see the original Goofy in all of his glory. Now, you said he was made to be an old man. Did you just mean an older dog? He wasn't actually a human, was he? No, he wasn't human. But, you know, if, if you think about, like, Goofy as an old man, you know, he kind of had, like, the scruffy beard. He had the little glasses. He kind of had, like, a hunch to him. You know, he's a little bent over. Now, all the different versions of Goofy that we're talking about, to me, a Goofy movie version of Goofy, just an outstanding dad, that's how I will always view Goofy. Well, because I think that's the most lovable Goofy. You can't tell me that the character in that movie, Max's dad, is the same one that shows up in these shorts who smells like beef. Can you just like save some of these (laughs) thoughts for afterwards? Because we are really going to circle back to this and I'm going to need your opinions then. Okay. Okay. Now, the plot when he was introduced in Dippy Dog, was that he was disturbing the audience for Mickey's performance. So he was seen as a nuisance. He was being loud. He was being obnoxious. Everybody hated him. And he had a signature laugh. We know, or it's presumed, that Dippy Dog turns into Goofy because the same laugh that we got in the Mickey's review short was then later connected with, you know, Goofy. It's the same laugh. Was it still like the chuckle that we hear now? Like the, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, don't, but. I'm not going to do it either. But his laugh. Yeah. So let's all think right now, what does Goofy's laugh sound like? That's what we got in 1932 that we still see today. So after Dippy Dog, he continued to be 
reimagined and, you know, things start to change. So this is where the dates start to get a little fuzzy. But before he was even goofy, he had another name. He was renamed to George Geef. Don't like that. Which sounds a lot like beef, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I said you need to hold that thought (laughs) because that's the like, what? And then eventually we start to get into, you know, his character where he's in the shorts alongside of Donald Duck a lot. We get to see the shorts where he's like the everyday man and he's solving those problems. The things like, um, what is it? Like the goofy with the football yeah, like learn the perfect cast. Yes. Learning to ski. All of those kind of every man era. And then we get into, like you said, probably the most arguably lovable goofy, which is like the Max goof era of everything. And talk about a movie that'll make you cry. And Goofy was made to be a dad because they wanted audiences to believe that he was older. And more mature. (laughs) They were trying to put him into like that parental role to show people he's not just an immature, silly character. Like he has depth. So am I missing something as to say that maybe the reason why we all believe that he's a dog dates back to Dippy Dog? Uh, I don't think that's too much of a stretch. I mean, it's in the name Dippy Dog. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to believe he's a dog no matter what. But, and I don't, I'm assuming your research didn't go this, but Pete is actually a cat, right? Oh, God. I did not look up Pete. I'm pretty sure Pete and PJ are cats. PJ looks like a cat. He's got the ears. He's a big cat, but. So, I don't know. I don't know what that means for Max and Goofy. You mean because, like, cats and dogs are fighting kind of thing? But, I mean, and that would make sense, you know, if, because Pete and Goofy, in a Goofy movie, they're like frenemies, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. But PJ and Max are best friends. I don't know what connection I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to, I'm I just, want to put it in my brain that he's a dog and I don't want to question it anymore. I'm, I support that. So do you want to know Goofy's fun fact? Yeah. He makes a lot of different cameos. Disney is obviously no stranger to surprise appearances, cameos, Easter eggs, whatever you want to call them. And I thought that Goofy had a pretty extensive list. So this is something that we're going to have to watch out for. He makes appearances in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Flubber, The Lion King One and a Half, which I like, does that count? I don't know. And then also Saving Mr. Banks. And then he makes like hidden appearances in The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Interesting. Something to look for. I mean, I could have guessed who framed Roger Rabbit, but the rest. I know. I thought this was an interesting list. The Saving Mr. Banks, Little Mermaid. It didn't tell me where they were. I guess I could do a different search to figure that out. But I thought it was pretty cool. He's hidden in there somewhere. Yeah. So Goofy's a, he's a working man. He is. His IMDb is, has a long list mm-hmm. of credits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he went back to his roots. He's supposed to be a 
little backwoods. I mean, th- I mean, is there anybody who likes the new Goofy? I honestly don't. I don't know. I I've never heard someone just like rave about how he's portrayed in these new shorts. Well, we if we said it once, we've said it again. It's kind of the same problem that we've had with country bears in the past. Is just that it it gives southern people or someone with an accent or someone who looks a certain way a stereotype that does not really need to be put onto children. Well, and I liked, you know, if you go back to like 90s Goofy and the ones that I was familiar with, you know, a Goofy movie, but also Goof Troop and everything like mm-hmm. Goofy is not dumb. He's just like so nice and so naive and so like you know, like lovable that he makes silly mistakes. You know, like it takes him a long time to figure things out and he trusts people too much, you know, things like that. So that's the goofy that I like. This new one, he's, he, he's legitimately just dumb. Yeah. Like there's not really much redeeming about him. Except where he does love his friends. He does love his friends, but I can't picture him being a dad, the new one. Oh yeah, I I would be disappointed to see them try to animate a Max Goof Please in the don't. same version that they're doing Goofy right now. I don't think I would like that. No, no, not at all. So I don't, I don't know. Don't you feel like he smells too, though? I feel don't like you? they kind of draw him like that. Yeah, hmm. he's he's just kind of made to look gross. Yeah. So anything else you have about the Fab Five that you wanted to share? That just about covers it. I'm glad we covered this, though, because I think in a lot of the stuff that we see Disney putting together for the 50th, they are trying to give us little hints to the past and to the history. And I'm really, really hoping that on the 50th anniversary, they play Roy's speech from day one. And, you know, maybe have some nods to that opening celebration. And I believe the Fab Five, I mean, surely they were there. I'd have to imagine, yeah, that they would be there in Orlando. Yeah, in the Florida Project. Yeah. So I I think it's good to have a better understanding of them. What do you think of their iridescent costumes? Oh, my gosh, I love it. I think they're so fun. I loved their other celebration costumes what was that for like their mickey's Mickey's birthday yeah yeah i mean i think all the new outfits are fun i think it gives people just something interesting to look forward to because i i'm gonna regret saying this because i don't necessarily believe that it's true but you could say if you see mickey once you see him you know that's all you really need because it never really changes Obviously, your interaction's going to change, but I do think it's fun to see them in different outfits. Yeah. We need a talking Mickey back. Ugh, he was the best. He was Did really a magic cool. trick. Magic tricks. Like, I don't, yeah. I wish they would do that for all of the Fab Five characters. What's your favorite time we've ever met Mickey? Probably that one where he was, he was magician Mickey and. Did he talk? Yes. He did talk. And 
I feel like it was just one of those kind of magical experiences that he was really interacting with my foster brother at the time. And we told him we were moving to Orlando. We told, yeah, and he was just super attentive. He was excited. He was everything. Another time that stands out was the very first time we went to Disneyland. No, I was going to say that one. Oh, okay. Okay, I won't take yours. What is your favorite time that we met Mickey, Brendan? We were in Toontown late <laughs> one night. I think Toontown was only open for like 15 more minutes because they were closing it down early for fireworks, mm-hmm. like Toontown normally does. And we walked through Minnie's house. It was fine. It let us out back in Toontown. And we decided, well, let's just walk through Mickey's house. We have a few more minutes because we loved Toontown growing up in Magic Kingdom. Like We're I very s- sentimental. I spent a lot of time in Toontown. And we just walked through and we were the only people back there, I think. And oh, we yeah. took our time kind of strolling through. And we just opened a door and Mickey was just standing there. We almost, because you, you come to a place when you're leaving his house where it's like, okay, this way to meet Mickey Mouse or this way to just leave. And we stood there and had the conversation. Mickey's not back there. You know, come on. what You're crazy. And I think it was my sister who was just super persistent. Like, we might as well try. Like, let's just go this way. And there he was. And it was Sorcerer Mickey, he was which just, is my favorite Mickey. He was just waiting for us. Yeah. And it was really cool. That was cool. So, this was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm glad. I don't know if the listeners did. Surely they did. They did. They did. I was just speaking for myself. I didn't want to speak for anybody else. They enjoyed it. If looks could kill, Brendan <laughs> might be in trouble right now. <laughs> um, so, everybody's homework is to do what? I, I don't know. <laughs> you already forgot? What What's the homework? Call your parents or call your grandparents. Oh, call your grandparents. Ugh. Yes. Do it. You won't regret it. It'll make your day. It'll make their day. And if you live close enough, go see them. Because... Neither one of us have that luxury, and it would make us happy to know that you're visiting your grandparents. Yes. So we thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back on Monday with a new episode. We also had a YouTube video drop today if you're listening on release day. This was our staycation at the Boardwalk Villas for celebrating our five-year anniversary. So we would love to have you check that out on YouTube. The link is down in the show notes below. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.